I'm so excited to share this series with you this morning. I want to begin a series. It's called the Dream Series, and I want to begin by talking about the purpose of the Holy Spirit. If you don't have your notes, I want to let you know each week. Even those of you that are online, you can simply click on the website. There's going to be a link for those of you online in the lower thirds that you can get the notes. I encourage you to get the notes. I'm a notes preacher, teacher. I try to follow my notes. Um, I try not to just make things up out of my head, and I ask the Lord to anoint the notes, and I think He does a fairly good job in that area. The Dream Series. I was going to do this this morning. I, I thought of so many ways to present this. I was going to show you some videos. I was going to show you uh, a video about a, a two million dollar motorhome had the ability to slide your car underneath. The motorhome and take it with you anywhere you wanted to go in the world. I was going to show you a hundred million dollar yacht had a helipad. You can land your helicopter. Those of you that have your own helicopters, you can land it right on your boat. I was going to show you a fifty million dollar house, and I thought about this. I said, "Well, no, you know what? They're going to accuse you of being materialistic." But it wasn't really the items that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the creativity of humanity. How people are dreaming and doing exploits, and we want that sentiment to flow through the body of Christ. I'm going to show you a proper understanding of the Holy Spirit, and then I'm going to show you why the Spirit of God comes into our lives and so longs to live within us. When I was coming up in the church, I was raised in a particular church. There was a lot of do's and don'ts. And, and generally, what you found was the don'ts outweighed the do's. We don't wear this. We don't go here. We don't eat this. We don't watch this. We don't listen to this. We don't hang around with them. We don't walk this way. And after a while, you started realizing that the don'ts of Christianity outweighed the do's. Until you didn't know what 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 was it that I'm supposed to do because there's so many don'ts, and what I'm going to show you today is the more we focus on don'ts, it is the more that we're limiting our creativity. Legalism takes the life out of our creativity. When God created humanity, He only gave Adam one prohibition, only one. By the time Israel was born as a nation. God gave them ten. Gave Moses what's called the Decalogue, the ten words. By the time Jesus got here, they had multiplied the don'ts to six hundred and thirteen laws. You know, Jesus did. He scaled it back down to two. Because God is not really concerned with a lot of don'ts as He is with do's. Because He wants us to do. Now unto Him that is able to do. Exceeding abundantly, above what we can ask or think, according to the power that works within us, God is concerned with our doing. So let's talk. Let's go through this. I want you to make notes here because today I want to talk to you about dreaming in color. Dreaming in color. I'm going to go to a scripture found in the prophet Joel in the Old Testament, and Joel literally tells us why. The Holy Spirit comes into our lives. If anyone tells you that, you know, as Christians, I'm supposed to tell you, my sis, don't do this, don't do, don't do. Well, I'll tell you what. 
That's actually the job of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit knows how to tell you don't without limiting your creativity. We don't know how to do that. Tell our children, don't, 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 don't. And all of a sudden, they don't know what it is that they're supposed to do because they're so focused on the don'ts of life. Look at what Joel says in chapter number two. Watch. And it shall come to pass afterward. This is God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Now that alone could take us a whole day. Because the spirit is not for those who are in the church. The spirit is actually for all flesh. Are you with me? And watch. Upon your, your sons and your daughters and they shall prophesy. In other words, they shall begin to speak. Sin makes us dumb. <laughs> that even when we're speaking, we're saying the wrong things. They begin to prophesy or declare the future. Your old men, what will they do? They shall dream dreams. Give me, there's a portion missing, but it's okay. They shall dream dreams and etc. Also upon your servants and your handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. No one is missing from that text. Male, female, upper, lower, whatever you place yourself, everyone is involved in the watch. Global outpouring of the spirit of God. And he tells us why the spirit of God is in our lives. Dreaming dreams and prophesying the future. So let's understand the Holy Spirit just for a moment. And this is why I think we should cry daily, God, fill me every day with your spirit. This is what I think our prayers should God, fill me every day with your spirit until I'm filled with all the fullness of God. Let's understand the Holy Spirit. Interestingly enough, when I was in school, I was in a Bible college. It was a Baptist Bible college in its foundation. And so, because most traditional Baptists aren't charismatics, you know, the Holy Spirit is something that they don't believe is being poured out. They have a teaching called cessationism, where the miracles, the, the gifts, all that stuff stopped in the first century with the first believers. So on this side, you had the Baptists who weren't, we don't want to talk about the Holy Spirit. And then on this side of the college, you had the, the Pentecostals, the Charismatics, telling them, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, brother. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, brother. And both sides were fighting, fighting all day. I speak, I don't speak. I shake, I don't shake. And then I realized none of that is really the essence of why the Holy Spirit is in my life. I'm going to show you why the Holy Spirit comes into our lives. Number one, two primary reasons. The Holy Spirit lives within us to produce fruit. And fruit in the Bible, it's not, we're not talking about a tree. Fruit is synonymous to character. Galatians 5 is the character of God. That Talk about love and peace and joy, temperance. That's the character of God. And when we begin to produce fruit, the Holy Spirit is actually making us better. That's the first reason why the Holy Spirit is in my life, in your life. He comes to make us better. If you're in the body for 20 years and you're not getting better, check your baptism. Does that make sense, everyone? The Spirit comes to make us better. Yes, through a process, but with each day we're becoming, watch, more like Him being made better, 
better to be around, better to talk to, better to confide in, better to trust in. Those are signs of the Holy Spirit. We say, well, well, Sally spoke in tongues, but she talked behind your back. Cindy ran in the spirit, but she's cutting you down online. Those are not signs of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit comes to make us better every single day, better at loving people, better at walking in peace, better at being satisfied with my place in life, better with self-control and discipline. The Spirit comes to make me better. That's the first reason. The second reason is simple. The Spirit comes for futuring. This is what Joel talks about. He comes to give me dreams, give us rather, and visions. In other words, on one side, he's making me better. On another side, he's making me bigger. Those are the two reasons why the Holy Spirit's in my life. He's making me better as he is making me bigger. That's why I'm filled with the Spirit. Now watch this. You have people who are filled with the Spirit and they're not dreaming anything. Why is that? Because they've been told all their lives that the Holy Spirit's in your life to spank you when you do wrong. To tell you, don't touch that. Don't. That's not why he's here. He's too big for that. He's here to give you dreams and visions to make us better and to make us bigger. This is a simple sentence. Watch. We're made better through character and we're made bigger through dreams. We're made better through our character and we're made bigger by the dreams and the visions that percolate in our spirits. I'll give you a little quick theology. The body of Christ in the latter time should be filled with dreamers. The reason why I know this is when you do the study on the sons of Jacob, you'll see that God gives him 12 sons. It's not just an arbitrary number. It's actually the hours of the clock. It's a day that Jacob births. He births a day. And each of those boys represent a particular moment in the day. The 11th son, his name is Joseph. And what characterizes his life is dreams and visions. When he finishes dreaming, his brothers are sitting with him running the known world. After he is born comes Benjamin, the son of the father's right hand, and the day is over. I hope you understood what I just said. In the latter times, the church should be filled with dreamers, filled with people with creativity, ideas, and innovation by the leading of the Spirit of God. So watch, let's go just a little further and I'm going to show you something else. This is what character is. When we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, character, it's actually experiencing how God lives. So as you're producing the fruit of the Spirit, believe it or not, you're actually living as God lives. Character is me experiencing how God lives. Now I understand why there's a fight to understand the Holy Spirit. Because one, one of the things the devil does not want is he does not want you to live as God. He doesn't want you to experience how God lives. And so he fights you and tells you, now this is what the Holy Spirit's for. No, it's to get you to experience how God lives. God lives inside of me to teach me how he lives. That's what character is. Watch number two. When I begin dreaming and seeing visions, these are windows into how God 
is thinking. So a dream is actually what God is thinking about the future. A vision is something that God is thinking. Remember Jeremiah said, God said, I've got thoughts about you. I'm thinking some things of good, not of evil, to prosper you and give you an expected end. When you're walking in a vision, you're walking in how God thinks. So the job of the Holy Spirit, watch, it's to get me to experience how God lives and how God thinks. That's why the devil fights the understanding of the Holy Spirit. Gets people talking about speaking in tongues all day rather than talking about how God lives. Rather than talking about how God thinks. Because if you can ever think like God, watch, you can be like God. <laughs> oh, wow. He said, no, I, I don't believe that, Pastor. As, as, as a person thinks, so they become. Whatever you are thinking, you are becoming that. Whatever you are living, you are becoming that. Now you see why the Holy Spirit fights the church and we're arguing over about what the Holy Spirit's there for. And these are the two basic reasons. Living and thinking. Character and dreams. Let's go a little further. Watch. Now, if I take this and do an application, I would tell you, watch, to make the world better, I challenge you to bear fruit. That's how you make the world better. In other words, live a little. If you want the world to be made better, live a little. Live a little like God at your workplace and you can transform your workplace. Live a little like God in your home and you can transform your home. Live a little like God in the sanctuary and you can transform the sanctuary. If you want to make the world a better place, bear some fruit. Listen to what Jesus said. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I've sent you out that you might bear fruit and your fruit should remain. If you want to make the world a better place, live a little. Watch. If you want to make the world bigger, dream a little. If you want to make your world bigger, I challenge you to dream a little. If you want to make the world of others around you bigger, dream a little and watch the world enlarge around you. I'm, I'm shocked that Christians don't walk around talking about their dreams that God has placed inside of them, that they're walking out this dream. Do you know that all the promises of God they're not? No. All the promises of God, they are yes. Because God doesn't really focus on the don'ts. He focuses on the do's. And they are amen. Too many Christians are satisfied working for other people's dreams. <laughs> Rather than working out, watch, their dreams. Next week I'll show you why very few people walk in the area of dreams because you have to war for your dreams. But let's keep going a little further. My time is ticking. If you're going to walk in the realm of dreams and visions, you must talk then about relevance. Because our dreams have to be relevant. I want to teach you just a little principle here. I call it dreaming in 8K. The time that I was doing this message, I thought K is the resolution of a camera, what you see on a screen. I thought we had gone up to 8K. The guys in the back told me that, no, we're at 12K now. 
And some of the reasons why you don't see that is the devices we have can't even process that resolution at this time. But I want to show you, watch how the world has worked, just in terms of resolution, what people see. Over the years, you remember when we had, I remember this, some of you may not, when we had a black and white television that you had to get up and turn the channel? Do you remember that? Hands up if you remember that. All right, you just told me your age. <laughs> well, that's what you did there. You just told me your age, right? You had to get up and turn it. Black and white TV. And then we moved, we moved to color. I remember in 1970, I think it was 77, my parents bought a little color television. We were watching a black and white when we came from the Caribbean. And when I saw color, I couldn't believe it. I, I will never forget the day. It was the Flintstones. And then I realized that Fred's suit was orange. I'd never seen that before. I was, I was shocked. But guess what? We moved from there and we went to plasma. Remember plasma? And everyone, wow, plasma. And then we moved from there. We went to HD, high definition. And we're leaving that we're 4K. And we're leaving the 8K. And we're going, do you see how the world is changing? Watch its relevance. If you're going to dream, you have to dream in the moment and for the future. You cannot be dreaming about the past. That's not a dream. That's nostalgia. That's not a vision. That's nostalgia. Dreams are always, watch, forward thinking, shaping the future. Dreamers are futuristic in their thinking. That's why those of us in the world at large who are dreaming are generally ahead of the curve when it comes to creativity. To me, I think it's impossible to be the head and not the tail and not be a dreamer. It's impossible. How can you be ahead of the curve and not be dreaming? And so watch this, watch. Tomorrow and today, let me say like this, today and tomorrow should be the resolution of your dream. Some people are still dreaming, guess what, in black and white. Some people are still dreaming in HD, the world has moved on to 12K. Let's go one step further, watch. And by the way, the scripture that I gave you, David says, watch, this is the day that the Lord hath made. We then can rejoice and be glad in that day. Not yesterday. Today is that day. When we're dreaming, let me go a little further. Our dream should also answer two questions. I'll give you both of them, but I'll take this scripture from Jesus. When they said, Herod wants to kill you, he said, watch this. Tell the fox, I must walk today. And I must walk tomorrow. And the third day, I will be perfected. So I'm not walking yesterday. I'm walking today. And I'm walking tomorrow. And I'm going on to perfection. Our dreams must answer two questions. Ready? Watch. What does the world need? When God gives you a dream and a vision, he's answering a need in the world. So really, watch this. I know I talked about yachts and planes. The dream isn't really a yacht and a plane. It isn't a big house. That's not the dream. The dream generally answers a question. What does the world need today? When you answer that question, the byproducts will be the things you see people have. We have it backwards. We want our dreams to give us things, not solutions. Are you following what I'm saying? 
but generally people who are solving problems also get the resources say amen to that we've got the dream backwards we're dreaming for a house god said no don't dream for a house dream for solutions and if you can provide a solution i'll send someone to build you a house I think I'm in Matthew chapter 6. I know I'm preaching with a little excitement today, but Matthew chapter 6, if you take no thought for those things, but seek first a dream and the right way of solving problems, and all these things shall be added unto you. Next week, I'm going to read you a list of what the world needs. I was making headlines. I'm going to read them for I don't have time. And then you will see whether or not your dreams are positioned to answer some of these situations. Watch. Number two, what will the world need tomorrow? Dalton, that's what your dream answers. What will the world need tomorrow? Oh my God, that is a place where I want to just step my feet. Because if we can answer the question before the problem arises, <laughs> did you hear what I just said? If we can answer the question before the problem arises, we can change the world. Joseph had an answer before there was a famine. Are you preaching with me today? Joseph had an answer before there was a famine. In other words, before COVID, there was a solution. So that when COVID arrived, we had a solution. I'm shocked. I am shocked that we pray so much, but dream so little. God, I feel good. Richard, you can play a little organ for me today. I feel good. We should be dreamers in the last days. If you're watching, you should be dreaming in the last days. What does the world need right now? I'll read it for you next week. What will the world need tomorrow? Now the nations will come and ask us a reason of the hope that lies within us. Look at these three things quickly. Right now must be the resolve of your dream. What can I solve right now? What's wrong right now? 160 calls in two days for drug overdoses in this city. 60 calls in one day. What does the world need right now? Number two. Your dream must reach ahead. So if you want a route, make sure your dream is always charting the course. Once we've solved this, what next? Once we've addressed this, what next? Now I think, thank you, Holy Spirit. I think you love me. Now I understand why Jesus was always walking. Always, I must go here today. I must preach over here. Always following a route, taking him ahead. Your dream is always leading you ahead, never taking you backwards. Anyone that's going backwards while they're dreaming, Dalton, here it is, they are benighted. <laughs> Isn't that an interesting word? They are benighted. They're going backwards. And number three, watch. We have the power to rewrite tomorrow through our dreams. You can change the course of the world. That's the responsibility of your dream. Joseph stood before Pharaoh 
and rewrote the history of Egypt in his time and said, you know those skinny cows and those fat cows and those blasted ears of corn? It's going to come, but I'm going to rewrite the history. Here's what we're going to do so that no one's going to suffer and die. Can I give you one more point before we go? Even your enemies will eat from your dreams. Why? Because you're living like God. You're not holding malice. There's no anger in your heart. They just didn't understand you in that moment. So when his brothers come down to Egypt, they come down to eat from his dreams. The people that tried to kill you today, God will keep you alive so they can eat from your dream tomorrow. I promise you that. I promise you. I promise you. And the last thing, then we're going to pray and go. Are you dreaming for people? Are you just dreaming for yourself? Is your dream wide enough to cover nation? There are 6 million people that live in the country of Lebanon. 75% of those people live in poverty. That's close to 5 million people in one country living in poverty. What are we dreaming? What are we dreaming? When Joseph said, Daddy, I have a dream. You know what his father said? I've got a coat for you. And he gave him a coat. The Bible calls it a coat of many colors. It's actually a symbol. All the different hues of humanity. He was designed, watch, to cover them through his dreams. What was on him wasn't even for him. It was for others. Coats come in many colors. So do dreams. Don't dream just for people of color. Dream for all people. Don't dream for people in your group. Dream for all people. Upon all flesh. I'm telling you, I feel God in this place. Listen, listen. Coats must be able to cover everyone. Not just someone. Every single one. What are you dreaming today? I want to push you to rethink this idea. Why do you think the Holy Spirit's in your life? Do you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. When I was in the Pentecostal church and they told me it was because they banned you from doing anything unless you were filled with the Spirit. And so I wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit so badly that they did things like we had to come and tarry at altars. And I did that. But you know what I wanted more than anything else? I wanted to go like this. <laughs> Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I wanted in the, in the worship. I wanted. <laughs> and if you were able to do that and then speak in tongues, you were fine. <laughs> so he's filled, he's filled. And the logical question is for what? For what? God's Spirit comes to dreamers. If you're one of them, rise up on your feet right quick. The time is going so quickly. I didn't have time to finish everything. But I'm going to ask Alfonso, take me to the prayer. We'll try to get through everything in this series. But I want to incite you, excite you to dream. Don't worry about the resources just yet. Just focus on the dream. 
God will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. I need everybody, I need you to go home today and write down on a piece of paper to prove to yourself, this is the vision I have. This is the dream that God has shown me so that you can know that it's been documented. If you're a dreamer, our prayer is this word. Give us dreams for today and tomorrow. I want you to lift up your hands and I want you to pray that prayer right quick. If you're at home, I want you to pray the same prayer. Lord, give us dreams for today and for tomorrow. Heavenly Father, let a coat of many colors come upon the body of Christ. You know why? Because we're the son that the Father loves. Let a coat, extend your hands real high. Like you're going to try on a coat in a luxury store. And let the Holy Spirit slip a coat of many colors on your life. He's doing it right now. Even at home, the Spirit of God is slipping a coat upon you. In Jesus' name, amen.